my first CrossFit workout was June, no, it was May, it was Memorial Day 2014, Murph. That was my first wow. official CrossFit workout was Murph. First one, Murph. Wow. And I couldn't do a pull-up. I'm trying to put this green band around my foot so I can do a pull-up. I'm not gonna be able to do a, I can do a pull-up. Yeah. You see people butterflying this. And that's when it clicked to me that I've been a personal trainer. I've always been athletic. I um, considered myself healthy and fit and active, but there's things that I need, that I know I can do and I wanna get there. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. I have Brittany Berryman on the podcast today. Brittany was a member at College Station CrossFit couple years ago she's moved and she shares her fitness journey on the podcast she was visiting in town you're going to love hearing her story enjoy so my name is Brittany Berryman I am 32 years old I am married I've been married for 12 years we have two amazing boys they are 8 and 12 and we live currently live in Burbank California we're from College Station originally but our boys are actors, and I work full-time, so we have a pretty busy life. And Welcome back. Yes. Thank you so much, Charlie. Brittany. <laughs> it's wow. so good to be here. You have been gone now how long? We moved the summer of 2016, so I think the end of July. Two so years? Two years. Two years. Two years. It, it can't be two years. Yeah, yeah. It's gone by fast, but um, we miss it here. Every time I come back, it's like... You know, it's family here. It's Texas. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, the, the, I'm going to warn everyone, this podcast could go on for hours. It could. It could. <laughs> we have so much, you know, I was thinking, how long have I known Charlie? Oh, my gosh. It's been that yeah. long. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, let's start out with this. What are you doing in California? So, um, I guess it goes back three years uh, when our uh, boys expressed an interest in acting. And we was like, okay, let's, you know, test it out. So they took uh, classes here, and there's a local uh, company here that does acting class for boys or for children. And our boys said, okay, we want to do that. And we, we let them dive into a little bit. And uh, after going to L.A. for a showcase, they had a huge success, uh, signed with agent and manager. And we came back home June middle of june in 2016 and we said what are we going to do and my husband said well the momentum is going so let's move to la and a month later we moved to la to help our boys pursue their dreams and acting and they're doing very very well so so in you know there's been some pretty big gigs right so like what Absolutely. are some of the biggest uh things that they've gotten to do so my youngest son has been in this is us uh on nbc is a pretty pretty amazing show cry every time so he was a recurring actor on there um he actually just finished a feature film in a movie called two minutes of fame with comedian jay farrow and uh, kiki palmer and um, he actually just booked a series on hulu uh, that will come out uh, this fall it's actually a horror series um he's been in walmart commercials um, our older son has been on uh, actually, they've both been on Code Black. It's a hospital show on CBS. So they've done really, really, really well. Um, older son's also on a Mercedes commercial that's you know played several times. So we're, we're very proud of them, very proud parents. Um, my older son is actually 
back in LA. He came to Texas with me and had to fly back on Wednesday to film another show that he booked. So unexpectedly, unexpectedly. Wow. And my younger son actually films once we get back on. Um, he he films starting Monday on another show that he booked. So they're would busy you, kids. Would you have ever guessed this? You know, five ten years ago. No. Not at all. We had, you know, living in College Station, we had our we had our schedule, we had our kind of our life plan. You go to work, take the kids for after school activities, come home, cook dinner, and then do it all over again. And so when this came in, we realized this is something completely different. It's gonna change our life. We don't know what's going to happen. We actually used to own a company here and when we moved we continued keeping that company and then we realized nope. Got, got to sell that. That has to go. And we just started shaving off the things that we needed to shave off to make it work. And I told my husband, as long as we're together, we can make this work. And we made it work for two years. <laughs> wow. That's, and how long have y'all been married? We've been married for 12 years. So 12 awesome. years. So Well, yes. it is so cool having you back at the gym this week. It's good to be back. And even cooler getting to interview you for the podcast because now yes. everybody <laughs> will get to hear how awesome you are. Aww, um, yeah. So let's kind of go back in time. Now, there's so much of your fitness journey that I'm going to kind of pick apart because a lot of people don't know this, but you used to be a trainer yes. for BoomFit by the time Train with Charlie. Yes. And yes. Um, not only that, but you're now even doing CrossFit at such a high level, just keeping up with you on social media and yeah. like your new gym. And so take us back to the very beginning. So at what point, you're 32 now, like yep. at what point did your fitness journey truly start? So I've always, I was an athlete in high school. I mean, I've always played sports. I can't remember a time that I wasn't in the gym um, or just doing something active. And um, after I had my first son, um, I immediately just started started running. And at that time, we also uh, started a yoga company. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> and so uh, it was actually yoga for kids. I and I've <laughs> um, seen so long ago. And um, I, I was working in an office here in town. And for some reason, I just, I, I don't even know why I thought about personal training. My whole plan in life was to go to dental school. And I was like, ah, well, I'm teaching yoga. Why not, why not look into this personal training thing? And so I went to a, um, went and got my uh, PT certification or, uh, in Austin, and I met a guy who asked me where I was from. I said, a college station. He goes, you know a guy named Charlie Lima? I was like, I don't know him, but <laughs> I know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think I emailed you and saying, hey, I'm a personal trainer now. And um, what, When was this? What? This was 2008. That's what I thought. Or 2007, yeah. 2008. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we had just moved into the space across the street. Yes. At Party Time Rentals. Party Time Rentals. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. It was trained at Charlie. And um, so started uh, working with you. And um, it. I don't think it ever really click to me the the level of you know what it takes you know to to be a personal trainer um so i had to, doing that along with focusing on my own fitness it's almost like for me to find that balance i had to make sure i could do both because realize i'm an example to those people that i'm training we had an amazing 5 a.m class you know yeah. it was just a, you know it was just such a great environment um, then I had my second son and things just sort of, um, with two kids, things change. And I think at that point I took a step back from personal training 
and even took a step back from uh, really being active because I had vertigo and everything. After I had Johnny, um, I started training again because, you know, you're not used to the baby weight and everything. And um, I think the first thing I jumped back into is just going to a gym. It was just a regular gym. And being in the gym, pushing myself wasn't, I wasn't really pushing myself. And so I found a person I was working out with and she and I would find like, you know, these random crosswords just kind of coming on the scene. And so we would find these random CrossFit workouts and then finally we said, hey, let's go try CrossFit in general. And I think I, uh, I, we came here and you told me, you're like, you, you, need to, you need to really try this because you're competitive, you're gonna love it. And my first CrossFit workout was June, no, it was May, it was Memorial Day 2014, Murph. That was my wow. first official CrossFit workout was Murph. First one, Murph. Wow. And I couldn't do a pull-up. I couldn't, I mean, and I'm putting this, it was pouring rain. Remember that? It was yes. pouring rain in the back. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and um, we had the little, that little tarp yeah, over. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to put this green band around my foot so I can do a pull-up. I'm like, I'm never going to be able to do a, I can do a pull-up. Yeah. You see people butterflying this. And that's when it clicked to me that I've been a personal trainer. I've always been athletic. I... Um, considered myself healthy and fit and active, but there's things that I need, that I know I can do and I want to get there because I have this competitive mindset. So how do I get there? So where would you say your fitness was back when you were personal training comparatively to where it was in 2014 when you started CrossFit? Um, when I started personal training, I think it was textbook. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, okay, read about this, do this. Um, it was very like making form and technique were of course of, you know, you keep that in mind. Um, but 2014 it was, it went to the next level of, okay, now you know the mechanics, you know, the textbook. Okay. What, what's next? It's the, oh, you actually can push yourself the body it was a mental thing. Now, so, is that where you were at that time in your life, or do you think that CrossFit kind of taught you that? CrossFit definitely taught me that mm-hmm. because I don't think I ever thought anything beyond just you know going to the gym and just getting a go, getting a getting a workout in, sweating a little, yeah, taking a break, talking, and checking then the box. Check, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, this is leg day. This is arm day. Whereas CrossFit taught you that there's no such thing as leg day and arm day. It's everything. It's functional. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is what you will do, you know, real life situations. And when you think you're tired, you're not really tired, go to that next level. Um, and so I did, I think I, you know, when I did that Murph workout and I wanted to pass out, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm still standing up straight. I didn't die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That, that, after that, um, I said, this is, this is it. This is what I want to do. Um, and it became the thing for me, like, you know, ha- having kids and being married, you know, you're always giving a little bit of yourself to everyone. And CrossFit was mine. It was my hour. It was my time. It was just me. Um, so that took me, you know, through 2014. And you um, came at 5 a.m.? Came at 5 a.m. And I met and am still 
in relationship with some of the greatest friends that I met in the 5 a.m. class in 2014. And that that 5 a.m. class, shout out to 5 a.m. We still, even when I moved to California, I was still in the group text. And of course, you guys are two hours ahead. So (laughs) I'm getting text messages. (laughs) Um, But no, it's even, you know, when I come back every quarter to College Station, I still go to 5 a.m. class. It's it's a consistent group of people that, you know, I hope I never, ever lose touch with. Had you ever worked out in a group before that? No, that's a good point. I never worked out. Because I thought, for me, group workouts were, I always thought, you know, kind of step class type thing. Whereas doing CrossFit in a group group level, um, in a group class, it actually, not only are you competing, again, I'm a competitive person, you, you kind of see where the bar is set and you also have those people that are telling you go, you know, when you don't want to go anymore. Um, whereas I mean, I've, I've, I've myself taught, you know, group class and you don't always hear that, you know, everybody's dying, you know, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but CrossFit was different. It was, you know, everybody's dying yet. They're still pushing you they're dying, mm-hmm. quote unquote, but you know, they're still pushing you and you're saying, okay, they're still going, don't put the bar down. So it, it, for me, it was like that competitive edge, that competitive push along with um, the encouragement to just keep going um, because you know that person's going to pick you up it, or, or they're going to finish the workout with you if you, you know, if you're about to. And that, I think that's where that really drew me in. And I just kept getting more and more immersed in that, that environment. Um, and I never turned back. I mean, it was. So you went from Murph with banded pull-ups. Murph right, with banded pull-ups. To how soon were <laughs> you able to do a pull-up? Um, to do a strict pull-up, it was three months after um, Murph, that Murph workout. Yeah. I could do a strict pull-up. I couldn't get the kip because I couldn't get the rhythm. And then butterfly, I could forget about it. So uh, you actually used to have this goal board up yeah. here. And one of my goals was to um, get kipping pull-ups. And by uh, January of 2015, I wanted to have butterfly pull-ups. And, and I wanted to have a muscle-up. I didn't get the muscle-up. But I got my kipping pull-ups and I got my butterfly pull-ups. And, um, and I think that that's the other thing. It's like you set these goals because you know it's attainable. But to have the right coaches and the right training and the right people here to show you, okay, this is what is necessary to get there, that's the other part, you know, that because I can go walking into just a regular gym, you don't have the, you know, you don't have the the path to help you to get to where you want to be. Um, so when those goals are set, you say, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to be able to do. Um, when I was able to knock out five butterfly pull-ups, I was on cloud nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and and then, how long did it take you to get that? Um, it took me, so by January, I, I achieved that by January, 2015, so I had butterfly about pull-ups. six or seven months. About six or seven months. Yep. And, and then you, the you, open. Yeah. The open. <laughs> open. My first open, I remember, um, being asked, are you signing up for the open? What is the open? And well, it's, you know, everybody in CrossFit can sign up and, um, they're scaled and RX, but you're doing RX. I'm like, hold on, wait, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm just doing RX. Um, so yeah, I did. So a year after joining CrossFit, I did my first open um, RX. And um, it was amazing. 
I, you know, you have like this, you know, this culture and you have these people, even the spectators coming and, you know, cheering you on. And um, uh, again, that adrenaline rush is just something that just kind of pushes you. And uh, after that, um, you're always thinking about, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Being an athlete growing up, like when was the last time you experienced anything like this? Competitive um, playing, you know, in sports. I mean, that's, that's the... And I don't even think you really get it in sports. Um, there's, yeah, there's, com- there's, because there's team competition, but this is, it's not just team competition. I mean, it's not team competition. It's, it's an individual battle with yourself. It's a mental thing of trying to, you know, your, when your body wants to quit, telling your body, no, you know, it, it, it you're digging deeper than you can ever imagine. I can't even explain it. It's just like this feeling of, um, trying to take what you think you know and what you think you can do and pushing that, you know, when your body says stop, you know, kind of pushing that to the side, quickly having to think about all the things that you've learned, all the things that you know, okay, these are the mechanics I need to, I think that, that my first open, there was that, um, I think you had six minutes to do a uh, jerk or a uh, clean and jerk, do you remember? Yes. It was, right, yep. right. And I don't think I'd ever hit more than like, I don't know, maybe 120 something. And I hit 145. And I remember going down to a knee and then just like standing up with it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um, you just, it's that mental battle. And you don't, I don't think you can, I don't think you ever experience that in anything else. Not even in, in high school sports, you know, team sports. And you did BCS Classic. I remember you did that. I did the BCS that was Classic. That your first competition? That's, that was my first competition. So, you know, if you're going down the timeline, started CrossFit in 2015, did the BCS, 14. or 2014, yeah. did the BCS Classic October 2015. Yeah. I did do that one scaled. Um, and that taught me a lot about myself um, as far as how to compete because I was an athlete who, in CrossFit, where I went out the gate. And then by the time, you know, where it mattered, I was just dead. Yeah, Um, no pacing. No pacing. I didn't know anything about pace. I thought, okay, just go as fast as you can and beat everyone. No, you know, I didn't have a strategy behind it. I didn't have... um, And that's what new people probably do. Right. So, like, what what have you learned about strategy and pacing? Um, So, I've learned... uh, quite a bit in, in, in regards to the type of workouts that are out there. So when you're talking about um, you know, anything less than, what, what I learned about myself, anything less than eight minutes, sure, I can, you know, because it's, um, uh, you're, you're using, it's with anaerobic alactic. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so things like that, like a, I love Fran, but once you get me past that seven to eight minute mark, that's usually when I crash. So aerobic workouts, I learned, don't go off the gate. You know, you have 20 minutes to do this and you better be able to hit 20, you know, make it the full 20 minutes. So um, it was a learning curve, even up until probably last year is finally when I was able to, okay, this is the pace. This is the goal. Don't don't look in the lane. Don't look at who's next to you. Don't look at the person to the right of you, to the left of you. This is your game. And that was a lot. That that was something I had to learn to, you know, the person, you know, across from me is, you know, burning, you know, out the gate. Don't try to chase them. 
yeah, this is this is you. Like, stop chasing everybody else. Stop. You know, I had to learn how to stay in my lane, um, and that's you know, I actually have a coach now. So I do um, I do classes just because I love the the, the environment of classes. But um, if we fast forward to now, um, and knowing where my weaknesses were, so this is I've been doing CrossFit for four years now. And you start to learn your weaknesses, and my weakness being endurance. And you know, I can, I feel like my heart's going to explode at times. So um, I have a coach. I do individual programming, and those are some of the things we target. So over the course of you know twenty minutes, you know, sprinting on the assault bike and then backing it down, or being able to go from. Um, 21 calorie row to be able to you know go and you know snatch the bar so can can I can I go from one to the next thing without standing and breathing and waiting for 30 seconds to you know do the next movement mm-hmm. um so to tackle those weaknesses I mean gymnastics wise those a lot of the things that were difficult in the beginning I love like so like pull-ups gym, any gymnastics movement I love I finally got my muscle-ups. I love that. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, and so now it's just like fine, you know, I don't think it's ever fine-tuning because you're always, there's always something that 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 needs to get better at. Um, but it's trying to figure out what works for me, not thinking about, and being patient with that too. That's, that's the hard thing for me is being patient with it because I want to do so much so quickly, but I'm always reminded there's no there's no time cap to this like there's no time cap to your your end goal Mm -hmm. and there's never really an end goal in crossfit i don't think i Mm -hmm. think there's always a goal okay now you've gotten this now you know there's there's a long-term plan but there's bits and pieces and if you rush those bits and pieces i I don't think you can achieve that long-term plan so what role does the coach play like obviously this sounds like somebody different from the coach at the gym right. or coach classes so what what does that relationship look like how did you get to a point where you realized i needed somebody more right to help to get where i want to get talk about that um so i've been doing i had been doing classes and strictly classes for i guess it was up until the beginning of this year and um, I, I think classes are great. I think you know you, you, you need that, and especially like the gym gyms that are programming these classes. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. But um, I think there's some individuals who want you know next level training instead of just the general um, the, the you know for the general class. There's things that you as an individual have to tackle. So. In December, I did a competition, and uh, my coach, his wife, is actually, uh, she's been to regionals several years on the West Coast. Of course, this year, regionals went from just having SoCal to, you know, the entire West Coast, and she went into the West Coast regionals number two, Um, and uh, he was a coach at the gym, and he actually hosted the competition that I did in December, and one of his, uh, one of his clients was in the competition as well he wasn't my coach at the time and she and I were going head to head like it was like we were always like one rep you know away from each other and everything um so after the competition he asked uh he gave me a call or I think a text message and said hey have you ever thought about um having someone do your programming 
or doing individual programming. I was like, well, I thought about it, but never really, really, really thought about it. And he's like, let's, you know, go talk about, you know, do you mind meeting up? Let's talk about, see what your goals are and see if it's something that you want to do because, you know, seeing you in a competition, you're a competitive athlete. And if you want to take it to the next level, then let's get you there. So we had to talk and it was just like, yes, yes, that's, that's what I need. That's what I want. Um, and knowing that, um, it's not just going to be a one hour class. I knew it was going to take, and mind you, we have a busy family with two boys who act. So I don't, not only do I have my work schedule, I have their work schedule. I have to take them to auditions. And when you're doing something like individual programming, you could spend two or three hours in the gym. And that was something I had to think about. Am I willing to put the time and dedication into this? Um, and I started that in January and I've learned, you know, a crazy amount about just, um, again, patience and, um, you know, some of the things, the mundane, the things that you think are mundane of like, okay, this is skill work. But when it comes to, okay, let's test your one rep max on this and you see, oh, wow, I've, you know, PR'd by 10 or 20 pounds, you, you start seeing the results. And I think the results are entrusting the process. You know, that's, you hear people say, you really have to trust the process. So if you do have a coach or some, or an individual, or a coach who does your individual programming, you really, really have to trust what they're telling you. And that's your responsibility as an athlete. Trust your coach. Like, you're the athlete, and there's a reason why you have a coach. There's a reason why your coach has the knowledge. You might think it's all, okay, I know how to do a, you know, a, a, a strict pull-up. I know how to do it. And yeah, you're going to do it, and you're going to do it at tempo because there's, there, you know, there's a purpose behind it. And once you go back and do your testing for you know, whether, whatever, everybody always wants to do the wad. You know, I'm going to do a wad, I'm going to do a wad. Well, none of that matters if you don't have the technique and you're not getting faster or better. Um, so that's, so that has kind of really spurred this new level of comp competitiveness yes. or do you have like a, do you want to be a regionals athlete? Do you want to, what, yeah. what, it, where are you headed in this? Journey? Um, so we have uh, goals that we set with our coach, um, Josh's name and he sends, uh, so we have quarterly goals and actually just. You know, when I first started fill out my goals for that quarter, and we we talk about our the long term goal, and we break it down to, okay, so what are you going to do to get there? What do you want to do to get there? Um, so my and why the why? Because there always has to be a why. Because you can do this, and then if something happens, like for me, for example, we can talk about it, I have an injured shoulder now, and mentally that can mess you up, and you have to go back to okay, what's my why? Um, so my goal, I would love, I mean, I'm, I'm 32 right now. I would love to go to qualify for regionals. Um, and I say that not, you know, not because, you know, it's, oh, you do cross it, you qualify for regionals. I want to be able to just say, you know, I've qualified for regionals, you know, um, how I do at regionals, Lord knows, but before I turn 35, I want to qualify for regionals. Um, and that's a goal of mine just because, you know, I feel like I've been doing this for so long. I know I can. There's nothing that, nothing but myself that will stop me from doing it. It's just me putting the work in. So, and What do you think right now 
the you know the all the skills in CrossFit, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many that we need to be good at. Like, what are the things that you you said endurance earlier? Yes. So long workouts. Is there anything else? Like, what is it that's holding you back? Like in the open, what are the things that exposed you? Um, because so long endurance and strength. Um, to everyone's getting stronger, and everyone keeps getting stronger. And I think you have these, you know, the younger athletes coming in, and me, I'm not old, but I'm CrossFit age, I'm getting old. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you're competing against. 19 20 exactly exactly and so again i don't i don't think there's necessarily an expiration date but i do believe there's you have to be mindful of what your body can take at a certain age um and having a little bit more wear and tear because you know people have been doing crossfit a little bit longer or you know having kids you know your hips are out of place you know we're not out of place but um recovery is a key thing too so that's you know on on yeah there's the the endurance i need to work on the strength because when you're looking at what these girls are hitting right now at a, even at a region i'm not even talking about games level i'm talking about at a regionals level it's like okay i have a little bit of work to do like i'm not there yet I, i'm gonna get there but there's some work to do and again it comes to trusting the process to get there um and recovery because i think a lot of people forget that you know once you're done you know crushing your body in this workout or you know you're 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 hitting prs a lot of us forget the recovery process and that's that's one of the key things i'm focusing on now and my shoulder taught me that um you know you feel these aches and these pains and Oh yeah, sore muscles. This feels good. You know, I'm the, I, I, I was the type where I felt sore muscles. I felt like I did something, you know, good. You know, yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to not feel sore. And then um, I started realizing that okay, these sore muscles are. You know, it's it's there's something wrong with this this movement. Or why one day I can do this and the next day I can't because it feels like a little pinch. And no, that doesn't feel normal. Um, and that was a wake up call for me to okay, now you're going to this next, you keep building these levels and now you're at this level where you're wanting to compete in regionals. Well, if you're training two or three hours a day, you have to make time for recovery. You have to. And it's more than just rolling on a foam roller. It's going in, you know, whether it's an adjustment, chiropractic, you know, chiropractic adjustment or massage or ART, you know, there's, there's more to it than just rolling on a foam roller and saying, okay, I'm good. There's the stretching, there's, you know, listening to your body so how did you hurt your shoulder um so uh (laughs) it's embarrassing to say this but my shoulder has been again it's learning it's been giving me issues since for three years three years and it would come and go come and go i did even i was i was actually and still living in college station when it first started flaring up i went to see a doctor and i got like you know the 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 packs that they give you to take and you take five on one day and then four and then three and then of course it feels great it's cortisone or whatever and then once the pack was gone it's like oh there it is again um but when it would when the pain would go it's like okay i feel great again and as i started increasing um as the training started increasing, uh, I started feeling a lot of like tension in uh, my traps. 
and I would do these trap mashes and it just wasn't, it was like, it was really uncomfortable. Um, and about six weeks ago, I did a competition and I'm hard headed. So the competition was on a Saturday that Monday I went into the gym. Coach told me it's rest day. Mind you, I'm doing, I, you know, my pro, my programming said rest day. I took it as, oh, it's an opportunity to take a class. <laughs> mm. And um, so I, that class that day was, I think it was 45. There was 45 ring dips total. Mm. And um, I did it. I finished and I actually had a great time. Um, but that next day when my programming started back, there were strict presses. And I went to just go warm up with the bar, just the bar. And it felt like someone was driving a screwdriver through my shoulder. Um, uh, had it checked out and I have bicep tendonitis and a supraspinatus strain and an impingement and just scar tissue from just not taking care of it. Um, but there's no tears and that's the good part. And it, when, when you find things out like that, it's hard to say, okay, now you kind of got to bring, take things down. You, you got to rest it. And again, that rushing mentality of, okay, all right, I'm gonna get it back better. Oh, it feels good. Let's go into it again. I had to not do, I, I had to, people had to continuously remind me, you feel good. I understand. Don't go snatching a bar. So for four weeks, there was no snatches. There were no, uh, anything overhead, no pull-ups, um, no toes to bar, anything that required me to use my shoulder, nothing. So, um, again, this is the part where I think having that, you know, someone who, when you're training at that level, you can't really just go into a class because, well, for me, it's like I would be scaling everything. You can go to a class, uh, but you have to be mindful of the scaling. You have to have great scaling options given to you. So even if, for me, it was like, well, if there's pull-ups in a workout, I can't do ring rows. I can't do push-ups. I can't. I can't do anything because my shoulder's done. Um, so having the programming, um, we focused a lot on powerlifting movements. So it was a lot of back squats, a lot of front squats, and a lot of cardio. <laughs> I, asked, I, I, I did a lot on the assault bike. Um, and mind you, I was even told I can't use my arms on the assault bike just to rest my shoulder. So I was either doing all legs or one arm assault bike um, just to let the shoulder rest uh, for the first week. Um, so that was, I, I had to embrace that. And I'm actually really glad that happened because it, it had, the mindset shift had to go from um, doing what I want and doing to what my body needed and I did PR my, my front squat and back squat because <laughs> that's all I could focus yeah. on. Um, I found a new love for the salt bike and the rower. But um, now it's just really, really focusing on recovery and using things like the cross-symmetry bands. Like, I use those daily now. Um, and even once everything is fun, it's finally getting back to I could do pull-ups now. I can do toes-to-bar now. Um, can't go too heavy yet with anything overhead. Um, but my focus right now is just getting those tendons 
strong because in a sport like CrossFit, your muscles are, you're getting so strong and your tendons aren't having time to catch up to that. And your joints aren't, they don't have time to catch up to it. They will eventually, but the way the body works, those small little bands can't catch up to your muscles at the rate your muscles are growing. And that's why recovery is so important. When you've had to learn all these things. All of this, yeah. And so looking back at that Monday when you went to work out, and I think people make this mistake all Mm -hmm. the time, you know, and they maybe didn't do a competition, but, you know, they're feeling some pain, right? right? So something, they did something, and then they overdo it, and then it causes them to be hurt longer. So, like... What in your mind, because you're competitive, so let's be honest, like the shoulder's going to heal, whether it's three more months or three more years, it's going to get to that point. How do you know you won't do it again? Um, I remember how it felt, not, not physically, but mentally. Um, I got to a point where, you know, the first couple of weeks you're like, okay, yeah, it'll heal. Now by that third week, you you kind of feel like you're on that timeline that I always felt like I was on, like, you know, the open. I'm, I'm already thinking about the open. Like, the open the open is in is in February. We're, we're already in July, and oh, my gosh. Like, I can't, I can't afford time to be out. Like, it's like, calm down. It's only July. But um, it's, it's knowing, okay, you, you, re- you, re- you remember how that felt mentally. Um, so now you just have to be proactive to not not get to the point where you're not listening to your body or take the rest days because your body needs the rest days, especially after something like a competition or uh, I don't think our bodies are made to you know, do seven days of CrossFit. Now, when I say rest day, I mean, you, you can do some you know recovery work focus on the recovery work on those days and um, so you mentioned mindset a lot kind of before that we start recording yeah. you mentioned the podcast you're listening to for mindset yeah so what are you learning about mindset like what is mm-hmm. kind of the current most relevant thing that you've maybe this week or this last couple of weeks like what is something that you've learned about mindset um one one of the podcasts i listened to you know it was talking about actually overcoming pain and it wasn't like talking physically overcoming pain it was like mentally overcoming pain um, and it's like, the key thing was relax, just relax, find out what's wrong. Um, find out why you feel the way you're feeling and solve it. And I think I'm a type A personality who always has to have the solution. I got to fix it. I got to fix it. got to fix it. And I have to, I've learned I need to get out of my own head and I'm not in a race against anyone. Like I, I can't compare myself to, you know, what someone else is doing and I need to be there. I have to learn to work on me. I have to learn to work and, and do what needs to be done when it needs to be done in a smart way without thinking I'm disappointing this person or I'm disappointing my coach or I'm disappointing. Yeah. I, I, I was all, I was, I think primarily worried about disappointing someone else. Like, you know, all the, they spent all this time and I got here and, and now I'm disappointing them and like, stop, you know, like it's, 
they're not thinking about that. I am like, I'm really overworking my mind. And they're just like, you know, they're, they're literally thinking, I want you to recover. And so, um, yeah, I think that that's the big thing, you know, just relax because the, the, the mindset piece right now is kind of a really probably for the last few months, maybe a year, people are really like gravitating towards that in CrossFit, you know, Mm -hmm. like such a mental sport like let's be honest when things get hard what do you do (laughs) right right you know i i probably will slow down and recover but you know guys like matt frazier embrace that pain yeah and and that exists between the ears more than it does anywhere else it's just because they have been so trained mentally more so than most people right so the last question i ask everybody on the podcast is title of podcast is building better people yes um, you know, way back when you worked here, we didn't have those three words as kind of being symbolic of the gym and the purpose of the gym. Um, they definitely were probably still there. You know, we believe that, you know, even back when you worked here, like every person that came through the gym, like we were helping them become better versions of themselves. Right. And so you came back in 2014 though, as a member, you know, you came back to actually experience it yeah. from a customer's perspective or a client's perspective. And you've continued to, you know, grow in this fitness journey. So how is how is CrossFit or working out or um, fitness making you a better version of you? It's made me more confident. Um, I work in an industry that um, I am always the youngest person at the conference table and or and in my position in the company that I work for and even in the industry. Um, it can be very intimidating, but since starting CrossFit and even over the past four years, I go in and it's, I have this confidence that, you know, as long as, you know, I love, you know, I love the, you know, the muscles, (laughs) but just meant, you know, just for me physically and mentally, I know some of the things, I know the things that I can handle mentally with myself, um, it has taken me to another level of confidence that I, I couldn't imagine because it's funny. We, I can be in this, you know, serious conversation in this, you know, very serious meeting. And then after the meeting, when everyone's shaking hands, what do you do? Are you a gymnast? It's like, <laughs> it's like they're thinking about that during the entire meeting. Um, so it, it's, it's allowed me to embrace, you know, who I am, where I am in life, it's given me, even as a mom, you know, my boys are seeing their mom work out. They're seeing, you know, no matter how old you are, no matter, you know, who you are, what you are, you can do, you know, men, my, my boys have sat and watched me in competitions. My youngest one has cried because he thought I was, he thought I was in pain. You probably <laughs> <But> I probably <laughs> was. <laughs> mom, are you okay? Don't talk to me right now. Um, but they've seen me go through these mental battles, you know, in, you know, in a competition and just overcoming. And when you think you want to stop, you keep going. My 12 year old just did his first CrossFit competition a couple months ago and he didn't know how to clean a bar and he gets in the, you know, training for the competition. He, you know, he realized, oh my gosh, I can power clean, you know, 45 pounds. And for him to do that because he's seen his mom do that or, you know, and seeing him push, you know, when you can tell when someone feels like, you know, they've reached the wall. 
and I saw him push past that wall in every event in that competition and I think it's because he's seen me do it in so many competitions so it's made me a better mom it's made me a better you know, person in the workplace and and it's it's my go-to when things get crazy and stressful I can always come back to this like it's it's not going away Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.